If anyone has any desperate desire to name another guy, we can we can do that before we move on. Uh, no, nah, but I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just calling Howie. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm asking. I'm pleading. Uh, for the way Sean described him, Tamori and Terry, I am pleading. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Triple Threat on the Hill podcast. As always, I'm Daniel, joined by my co-host, Mr. Sean and Mr. Kelvin. Boys, how we doing? <laughs> Chillaxing today. We are doing phenomenal. Wow. I get new words every single time. I love to see it. <laughs> All right. Uh, good, to, good to hear that you guys are doing well. We've got a, another busy week. I mean, gosh, these, this, this sports world, it just it never dies. There's always something going on we got to talk about. I mean, Today, uh, we're going to do a little uh, wrap-up of the Gonzaga-Baylor game quick, and then we're going to uh, tell you who we think the best NBA player prospect, uh, draft prospect is of those uh, from those two teams. And then we're going to get to some NFL drafts is in a couple of weeks. We're going to give you some underrated players. You may, not, you may hear their name day one. You may not hear their name day one. But we're going to tell you why we think this player is being underrated at the, at the moment. We'll each give you about one or two uh, players. And then we're going to go – Everything NBA, uh, some some big news there. Obviously, the with the regular season ending uh, in about a month um, because of COVID, playoffs shifting back a little bit. We're going to give you some of the matchups we think would be most entertaining and and where some of the teams will fall. Um, so that's kind of what's on par today. So let's start quickly with the Gonzaga Baylor game. We previewed it last week. Uh, Got to give the props to my man Sean here. Picked him let's in the bracket. Picked the Baylor Bears. Yeah. Okay. Picked him from day one. Never shied away from it. He, you know, even though Kelvin and I were saying, it's, you know, it's Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga. Sean still said, nope, Baylor's going to win. They have the better team. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if you provided the best analysis. You just think <laughs> they were the best team. But you ended up being right. Uh, go, Sean, but, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Exactly. Okay. I did say that Baylor doesn't turn the ball over and they turn other teams over a lot. And that, that exactly actually happened. Gonzaga turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, 14 total. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was that, that actually made me sound educated. But other than that, I really didn't think Baylor <laughs> was like, wow. I, I know we were all surprised, but I was just so surprised, like, how, like, I just felt like they were so much better than Gonzaga. It wasn't even like mm-hmm. they got a lucky game or they just had, like, a good game. Like, nah, their coach just, like, outschooled Gonzaga's coach and, like, their players were more athletic. They were, like, they were just better. Gonzaga was playing scared. They were kind of. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that, Gonzaga didn't. They didn't lead at all. Not a single from from ta, from tip to, to to final. They didn't. They didn't lead. The the closest it got was zero zero, which is <laughs> unbelievable. Wire to wire win for the Baylor Bears. Cal, uh, I think Kevin, you have something to say? No, I just laugh. I'm I'm sad. Like I told you, I wanted to see a perfect season. I like yeah. I had a feeling it wouldn't happen. It's just because like like yes. I getting the like, perfection so hard. Like that you just see why. Yeah, perfection's hard in life as it is in sports. I mean, we all know it. We all think we're perfect. We're not. Sports, it's hard to be perfect. Like we said, 1976, last time that happened. Um, yeah, basically, Baylor, like John said, kind of dominated in every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. 43% from three to Gonzaga's 29. Um, 38 to 22 on the board. 16 to five offensive rebounds. Uh, like uh, 14 to nine turnovers. Uh, largest lead 20 to zero. Like, 
it, it was just a slaughter from the start. Like Sean said, great game plan by Scott Drew uh, and Baylor. And Mark Few comes up short again. Gonzaga can't win that national championship. Um, okay, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask this question real quick. I think we're gonna have enough time for it. We don't we don't need to get it, into it too much, but. Is this season, would you consider this season to be a failure for Gonzaga? Or and do you think like that, like we overrated them? I think like, it's just like, wow. Like everything we've been saying, like all the stats, all the Ken Palm efficiency stats, like these, this is the best team ever. Like they're so uh, good. They yeah, beat every yeah. team by 40. Just look how many points they score. Offense is so good. After watching that, I was like, wow, like, were they even that good? Like, <laughs> like were they, I don't know. Now I don't know. Like, uh, like they have so many, obviously they have a lot of first round talent and mm-hmm. they, you know, they have Suggs, they have, um, Kisberg. Yeah. Kisberg. Timmy. Like they're, they have a lot of talent, but I don't know that it just didn't sit right with me when I was watching it. Like, yeah. Like maybe we did overrate them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's like, like people have been saying, we said it last week too. Like, yeah, Jalen Suggs, that was an amazing shot. That was huge. Mm-hmm. But it's also like that game was a premonition kind of, or like, you know, like a little taste of what was going to happen too. Uh, yeah. When, you know, Gonzaga does get pressured and when their offense isn't going that smoothly and when you do attack them, you know, in ball screens like we saw Baylor did. So, hey, man, it's, 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 that's tough, man. Gonzaga, y- 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 you did it. You funked it up, man. Come on. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I didn't think, I don't think we we're overrated. I really just thought they had a, they had a poor game and they lost to a better team. That doesn't make them overrated. That just makes them the second best team in the nation. I don't consider that to be overrated, but I mean, you could see watching the game that Baylor was the better team throughout um, <laughs> blocking shots, stealing balls, like, like just, it, it was just not even a contest. So I wouldn't say they're quite overrated. They just had one bad game. And I, I don't like, I didn't like what I saw on social media saying like, Oh, Gonzaga, like West coast conference, you know, of course they can't beat the big boys. Well, no, they, they, they beat everybody else to get there, you know? And it's also, it's not a failure because it's not like this Gonzaga program is like, this was their one shot to win it all. Like Mark few has got to like, always has top 10 recruiting classes. Like they'll be back in a, in a you know, they, they might get theirs in five years. You never, you know, you never know. But if this was more like an Indiana state, 1979, Larry bird, that's a little more tough. Cause you know, you're never going to get a guy like that ever again. Um, to, but I think Gonzaga is fine. They're like, their program doesn't suffer because of this loss yeah. is, is kind of my point, but yeah, that's true. They'll still get like top players and probably more top players will want to go to them now. Yeah. They got to win that championship. For, uh, there, there's a, there's a thing on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel who who thinks that Gonzaga is like a fake school and they just have like a basketball team. I just, I just think that's really funny, but uh, quickly, which player on these two teams were just like really, really quick um, because you know, NBA drafts, I think is in what, June, July. I don't know what they're going to do because the season's going to be, uh, you know, ending later. But which player on the floor Monday night uh, do you see being the best NBA player uh, when it's all said and done? Best prospect. Yeah, we touched on this a little bit beforehand, uh, just a little bit before the pod. But like Sean pointed out something I like, like you kind of think about it. It's like it'll be between Davion Mitchell or Jalen Suggs. Like, you know, like some of the other guys do have a chance. But for me, I really just like Jalen Suggs, like all around game. It reminds me a bit like like some, you know, there's fierceness to him. It reminds me a bit like, you know, that's that all around point guard you kind of want, like a Kyle Lowry type. Not saying extremely similar, but something like in that type of mold. 
yeah willing to like step in and dra- like draw charges like uh like yeah, willing to, to do the, the, the little like things. 10 feet yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay yes yeah, so, yeah Suggs is I don't know he's falling for me just okay. after that game I don't want to put too much stock in that game like probably gotta watch it back a few times before draft time but just the way I know he picked up a couple of fouls early that also messed him up because he got in foul trouble couldn't really like play his normal game but the way with Suggs is like yeah like Kellen was describing his game like he doesn't really take the game over or when he does it's for like a brief like run it's not for an entire game like he'll just kind of he's there and then he'll be productive but he's not like oh man like Jan Suggs jumping off the page like no he's just on a good team like I feel like Davion Mitchell kind of has a chance to be better than him Davion Mitchell was more explosive he could get to the rim. He was getting past Jalen Suggs and the Gonzaga backcourt so easily. Whereas I felt like Jalen Suggs, he couldn't get past his defender. It, it kind of worried me a little bit. It didn't make me think like he could score at the next level. But Davion Mitchell's got to get his, um, like his shot more consistent too. And that's going to be huge for any guard going into the NBA. Yeah, well, the most important thing that we haven't touched on yet with Davion Mitchell is his defense. He won Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. So you saw what he did offensively in these last couple of games, but he's really been the most consistent defensive player uh, in in the tournament. That's why he obviously won Naismith Player of the Year. So if he could expand his shooting, like you said, um, I think he definitely has a chance. He's rising. I I saw him as high as... Uh, at seven in, in the mocks, whereas Suggs uh, is at three. I I, I mainly asked that question, Sean, as a Rockets fan. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be up in that top five probably. That's what I'm so saying. I'm if the curious. Rockets get lucky and keep their pick, I f- I almost don't want Suggs now. Like, oh no, like, no, just like, <laughs> that much stock. Yeah, because it it just Man. felt like he was Ugh. overmatched. Like, yeah, I know Davion Mitchell's like, you know, and the Baylor backcourt's like the best defensive and most athletic team in the country but like you're gonna be the top three pick like what and then another guy the guy who won mop jared butler um his, his, he, he he's pretty good too I don't, i'm not sure about his nba stock um and then kisper's probably gonna be a lottery pick as well uh timmy kind of is an underrated guy but i feel like as this the league's evolving his skills don't translate as well as uh, yeah. as well because of the inability to shoot the ball from the outside but can be like a like a better version of an Ennis Cantor. Uh, more on him later, um, and uh, that, that that's uh, that's definitely a possibility. But that that's just my thoughts when it comes to some of these guys and their futures. Um, that uh, I think that concludes that part the NCAA. So we'll be back next year with March Madness. But let's go to NFL draft uh, mock drafts. Um, so last week we gave you our, our triple threat on the hill big board. Our our our. our we gave you five. We, we gave you Lawrence. We gave you Wilson, Fields, Lance, and Mac. Interesting developments. I, I really want to touch on this real quick because I think we're going to have enough time as well. Did you guys see the, the Mac Jones is rising as high as three that people think the 49ers are going to take him? Have you, got, have you guys seen this? Like It's been yeah, like yeah, yeah. crazy in the media all week wow. that – that, 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 you know, that the 49ers didn't attend Justin Fields Pro Day. They weren't interested. Uh, they claimed because it was a scheduling error. Um, they're going to go to his second Pro Day, so to speak, because of that. Um, that People think that Mac Jones fits the 49ers and that inside sources are saying the 49ers will pick Mac Jones at number three. I want to hear your thoughts on that real quick. Yes, no that's way. crazy, man. No way. I mean, like. Like we see, like I get it. Like if that's your guy, go get him. But if no one wants him until like fifteen or like <laughs> late first, like what are you doing snagging him at three? 
It's a diamond in the rough pick, I'll tell you that. It's a Mitchell Trubisky type pick. I don't know. A Daniel Jones type pick. Oh, yeah. Oof, oof, oof. Daniel Jones. No. Oh, no, don't do him like that. He's only in his third year. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. No, I was joking. I was yeah, joking. it's like <laughs> per coupons type of play. <laughs> well, you mean where his ceiling is like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll get you to the playoffs. We'll get you one playoff win, but only one. <laughs> yeah. well, only against the Saints. <laughs> hey man, Kirk Coupons, keep doing you, bro. Keep keep knocking the Saints out, bro. I appreciate keep getting it. the checks. Keep getting the checks. I just thought I just thought I was very. There's uh, now a ton of ma- mocks have Mac Jones like going number three. I just don't know what's causing this. I mean, he does fit, like he does fit their odds a little. Like you want to make quick decisions. Sure, he's got a lot of quick receivers that you can find over the middle and underneath. But then again, it's like. If they have a quarterback that can run too, it would be so dynamic. Yeah, I'm with Mostert and yeah, and then the, the, uh, what's that guy's name? Jeff Wilson and Mostert and all those guys in the running back position. I've with the Niners and then the Falcons. I've seen so many different things. I don't even Man. know how to comprehend. Like, <laughs> I think we just kind of have to wait. Honestly, like with these quarterbacks, I just don't even know what to think about. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to do quarterbacks. I just wanted to get your take on that. We're here to underrated players who's going to be the tom brady who's going to be the alvin Kamara? who's going to be who's going to be i don't know the deacon jones of the (laughs) i pulled that one out of a hat um (laughs) of the draft this year who's going to be a guy that's not maybe not a first round pick maybe a late first round pick who has better value than the position that he's drafted at um so we're going to give you each about maybe one or two players do a little explanation um and let's see where this takes us who wants to start Who's going to be a player that the Eagles don't draft? There you go. That's okay. That's the way of thinking about it. Um, imagine though, one of our teams do take someone we really like. Imagine. No, we we both suck so bad at drafting. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no competence, man. <sighs> we got. So I really like like I'm going a little deep in it, a little deep in here. All right, more like day two, day three, maybe person. But I really like like Tyree Galepsi out of Mizzou. He's a safety. He's powerful, six foot. And I think what I really like about him, he's really versatile. So, you know, he can help you in the box, also help you cover the back end. And, you know, there was a, there was a, a time when they played Florida uh, past season. He covered Pitts man-to-man. And in, in their coverage, he held him to, like, one catch in the matchup. And we're talking about, like, that is, like, the most, like, can't-miss prospect. That's not a QB right now, Kyle Pitts. So yeah. just seeing like character, I like Gillespie because good character has the sideline to sideline speed. If anything, people are saying his tacklings are kind of mixed, but that's just something you know mm. you can improve as you go on. So I like yeah. him as a as a little you know little day two kind of guy. I mean, I mean, Deion Sanders couldn't tackle either. There are plenty of good corners you can't tackle. Um, it's just you have to be above you have to be really above average and everything else if you can't tackle. Mm. Um, so okay, all right, interesting pick. Um, I can't say I know anything about him, so that was a good diamond in the rough pick. All right, all right. If we're going, sa- if we're talking about safeties, another guy that might go on day three is our Darius Washington. He's like uh, Trevon Merrig's partner in crime. You know, Trevon's getting all the hype right now. He's going to be like, you know, maybe day one or first round or maybe second round or safety, like complete beast of a player. But his partner in crime over here, very underrated, like a Tyron Matthew type of player. The problem is he's he's five seven he's one seventy eight <laughs> you know and he's and he's slow that's 
that's a little bit of a problem, but yeah. he makes plays. He makes plays. He has great instincts. Um, and yeah, he's another versatile type safety that Kellen was talking about. He could play free safety, maybe play in some slot and nickel packages. Um, so I feel like he's he just like a really good football player, just doesn't really necessarily have the athleticism that teams would covet for like a day one or even like a day two type of player. But he's just a really smart guy. And I love his ball skills because he'll like, he just makes play. Oh, nice. Like, playmaker. In his, in his, uh, in 2019, he had five picks. So yeah, I think he could be a steal on day three. Um, and I could see him going to like maybe Washington, maybe the Falcons, Patriots, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing could have been as bad as us picking a D division two player as our first pick in the second round last year. So <laughs> I'll take him. I'll take him. Give me, give me anything I can get. Our drafting is so bad. Um, okay. If we're sticking on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with the guys projected. I'm, I see here 39, uh, Dylan Moses, inside linebacker from Alabama. And the reason why this guy slipped is because he uh, he had he had a knee injury uh, in, in 2019 and missed all of last season. Um, so that that's but he has first round talent. And um, he reminds me of kind of, you know, you know, back in you know a couple of years ago when Miles Jack and Jalen Smith were coming out of the draft and they had knee injuries and people hesitated and he, they weren't first round picks. I believe, right? Both of them are second round picks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jalen Smith and Miles Jack. And both of them are pretty above average linebackers in the league. Um, and, and, and he, I mean, he, he, he's, he's kind of the guy, the Luke Keekley of the, of the, of the defense. He's going to give you, um, he's going to be the leader of the defense and, uh, uh, has good range, speed, and quickness, and I just six three two thirty five. So he's 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 well built for for an inside linebacker, and uh, uh, so I think people are kind of like because of the knee injury, they're a little uncertain. So I think he might slip from the I, he most definitely will slip from the first round. But those Alabama linebackers do have a good track record, so I'm gonna that, that's my defensive guy. So hey, maybe we, pro- maybe, look at us, yo! Look at us drafting a little team out here. We, hey, yeah. <laughs> Where you're talking about Dana was just falling a little bit. Another name to look out for is um, who's rising actually is mm-hmm. probably instead of uh, who you're saying, uh, Jamin Davis from Kentucky yes, yeah. linebacker. Yep, he, he's like I, I can't even pick him for this segment now because like he said he's kind of gonna go day three, and then now like each month it's like he <laughs> he's gone down a day, so now he might even go in like the late first round. He's he's pretty filthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's hard it's hard to do these. Different- defensive players just because like when you're watching college football you're not watching the defensive side ball i mean these last few years teams are scoring 50 points a game i mean it's ridiculous like defense is becoming obsolete in the in the in college football so that that that's a good job by us we we had some safety some linebackers um let's go uh give me another one it could be the defense offense i'm gonna give a few offensive players so if you want to do that too but we can do whatever yeah i got you i can i can i can kick this off again so so uh, looking at some projections, there, there looks to be a good amount of of offensive linemen going. And look, 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 I might be partial because you know back back when your boy played, you know, you know, I was I was on that all star team, you know, my first year playing football, only first and last, but I was that I was that all star center. You already know, I held it down, I held it down, I had the perfect snaps, bro. <laughs> so what? Like, there's a lot of love going for other linemen, but. My favorite center in the draft, his name is Creed Humphrey, uh, Oklahoma. 
day one or day two type of person. I, you know, I hope he's day one, but I can see him slipping. This dude, like, he just has a really strong core because it had a, a wrestling background and like he was the best offensive lineman like on a team when that team, you know, won the Joe Moore award for right best O-line in college football. And out of all of them, a lot of people are saying, you know, like he's the main reason because very smart at the line of scrimmage will call things out very mobile centers. He's like a dominant run blocker. And you know, that was your boy Calvin too. So <laughs> I just have a bias for centers who are mobile they're saying my man's arms are kind of short. I get you, but he has a lot of passion and he's definitely a born leader. So I really like Creed Humphrey going either day one or day two. How many pancakes yeah. did you have, Kelvin? <laughs> Wait, what? Easy. How many pancakes did you have? <laughs> bro, every game, bro. It was terrible. I was abusing folks, man. It was terrible. <laughs> wait, wait, can, can you send us a highlight tape? Dog. <laughs> look, look, what I will tell you about my football uh, experience, though, I played both sides, but oh, yeah, like, you tell me this. as people should, but I played the entire game. No snap. We had 13 Mark. people on the team, man. Pick him in the first round. He's versatile. He can play all positions. <laughs> yo, for real, bro. They put me at, they put me at, at Mike, bro. I was like, yo, what am I doing? Like, I'm a, I'm a D lineman. Why am I here? <laughs> Imagine. It was hilarious. Bro. It was hilarious. <laughs> I miss playing football, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I I looked up your guy, six four three twelve. They kind they kind of they have him at fifty one, and it mm-hmm. says he could be fine as a long term snapper. Ooh, the, the hater, haters are gonna hate, but I I, I got you. I, I believe in you. Don't worry. All right, Sean, who you got? Yeah, let's go for the let's go for the flashy picks. Let's go for some wide receiver. Oh, wide receiver yeah. class. Oh my gosh, right. pretty good. Yeah, well, I thought last year's was good. I swear, if the Eagles end up in the draft <laughs> and not a single good wide receiver is picked again in the two deepest classes of all time, there's gonna be problems. There's gonna be rioting. You'll <laughs> <will> be fighting. <laughs> Maybe some crap. Grease the poles again. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my uh, gosh. All right. This is, so Florida State wide receiver Tamarion Terry. All right. So 2019 comes around. He bosses up over a thousand yards receiving. You know, looks like a, a beast. So he's going in 2020 season, looking like all right. This guy could probably be a first round pick. 2020 season comes around, gets a little knee. He hurts his knee. Um, <laughs> and then he's, he plays, so he's, he tries to play through it. It doesn't, it doesn't go well. Um, then he gets a little stuff removed from his knees, like, you know, putting stuff in there, taking it out, whatever plays again. Oh, not so good. So it just wasn't healthy. And then he was hurting his draft stock so much that he just decided to shut down for the rest of the season, which looks pretty bad because it was like, oh, dang, you're playing so bad that you just like quit. But he's a big play threat. Um, in 2019, he averaged like almost 58 yards per catch on his nine TDs. So it's if he catches it, you might take it to the house. He's like a Walmart DK Metcalf, kind of <laughs> like the player that I said before was a Walmart like Tyron Matthew. He's like Walmart DK Metcalf. He, only, he just runs the DK route tree, the slant, the curl, the go. It doesn't matter. He's just 6'4", like 200 pounds, runs a yeah, 4440. Huge, so you already know, like. Big play threat. And usually if you get a wide receiver who's tall, who's fast, like you're going to get picked, especially with like one season of elite production. Like I, I feel like he'll definitely go higher than people think. The craziest part about what you just said was 
if I if I like were to do some research right now and I were to look like what number wide receiver he is, I bet he would be. Wait, can you say this get man's name again? Tamarion Terry. Where do you go to? Oh, he, okay, there we go. He's the 16th rated wide receiver according to this is Sporting News. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's that, cap. That's cap. <laughs> CBS Sports. He's the 19th. 19th. Wow. Cap. Wow. Like, okay, that's like, just shows like, you. Know, saying, that's also because the wide receiver yeah. class is really good. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there's like eight here who I'm like, wow, I remember him playing in college and he was a beast. Like, <laughs> like he was just catching touchdown after touchdown. Yeah, no, that just shows how deep this wide receiver class is. So, like you said with the Eagles, if they can, if they don't at least get one solid wide receiver to bolster that offense um, that desperately needs some bolstering, um, then that's going to be a little disappointing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm gonna go with tight end. Not Kyle Pitts, but the <laughs> other t- good tight end, Pat Fryermuth. I think that's how you say it. Penn State, we got uh, – I got to get back to his, to his measurables. He is 6'5", 260. He's a big boy. Yeah, so big boy. Um, doesn't lack confidence, I'll tell you that. He is a two-time, uh, two-year team captain. Um, let, me, let me read you a little quote from Mr. Uh, Pat Fryermuth. I'm not going to try to hurdle a guy. I'm going to try to run someone over. If that doesn't tell you, like, that's the mentality, that is the mentality you have to have if you want to be a good tight end in this league. I've never seen this guy actually play, but what what he's saying is like George Kittle. George Kittle never hurdles guys. He just puts his head into you and doesn't stop running. Everyone thinks of that play against the Saints 2019 down the left sideline. I mean, this guy, he's good size, doesn't quite have – you know, the, the catching radius and ability that Kyle Pitts has. I mean, I, I would argue that Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver and not a tight end. If you watched him play at Florida, he was. He's a playmaker. He's a, he's a, he's a versatile threat. He, he's, he's, a, he's more like Travis Kelsey. He's not going to block for you. Brian Muth, he will block for you. He's a, he, so he reminds me more of a George Kittle type than a, than a, uh, than a Travis Kelsey. And I, I, I just kind of enjoyed that quote. So I thought I'd share it. So that's why I got Mr. Fryermuth uh, as kind of a sleeper because everybody's thinking about Kyle Pitts and, 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 and nobody is even thinking about any of these other tight ends. So he's going to go probably late second, maybe early third. So that's, that's where he's positioned. Um, let's see. We, so we are uh, about 27 minutes in. Do we want to, do we want to do one more or, if anyone has any desperate desire to name another guy, we can we can do that before we move on. Uh no, nah, but I'm just gonna uh I'm just calling Howie. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm asking, I'm pleading, uh, for the way Sean described him, Tamori and Terry. I am pleading for just consider him, man. It's, he sound he sounds like a steal, bro. <laughs> you tell nah. him I nah, but then we will get him. On DK, nice. He's gonna definitely pass on Walmart and DK. That's what I'm saying, like, just just prove us wrong, man. Just, <laughs> just do something smart. Nah, I honestly, I like to marry on Terry because he's he's really athletic, and like I just know he'll make big plays. But I feel like the Eagles just need someone who's really good at route running and just doesn't need a coach because they can't coach <laughs> him up. So just just pick someone who's already like so technically sound they can't bust. Yeah, and that's like that that that's like Jefferson. Jefferson needs no coaching. He just runs routes and gets uh, and gets. Yeah. Oh, there's another guy you, you passed on. Oh my uh, goodness. Um. Yeah. I mean, I got 
Yeah, Terry's 16th wide receiver. That's just kind of hard. That's just crazy to think that. Where where, where did you find this uh, analysis of him? I'm curious. Uh, I got to shout out my guy, Brett Coleman, a little okay. bit. And then NFL Twitter, you know, he's picking up the mocks and stuff. But, yeah, Brett Coleman's a beast. I mean, oh, anyone that's listening oh, to no. us, like, I can't imagine them not, like, checking him out. He's one definitely probably, like, the best YouTuber, like, NFL breakdown guy. And there you go. There's a little plug for the for the viewers. Free ad. All right. <laughs> all right. So we're about half an hour in. Do we want to? We want to digest all this NBA. Um, is that is that what we're thinking? I, I know Calvin's That's excited. Smart. I can see that big smile on his face. All right. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Okay. So of course, like I said, with the season winding down to the last twenty or so games playoff time is coming soon so we're gonna look at all the eight teams oh wait, wait so let me let me get this straight there is there there's gonna be the play-in, play-in yeah. thing again right so yes. wait, calvin explain explain to yeah. us uh how that works exactly and then we'll factor that into how we talk about it right so if teams are close enough in the standings i believe it it's it's not like way too many games not like well if you're like seven games close to each other then you have to play it out no it's like uh, just a few games um, so 10 and nine will play and then seven and eight will play. And yes. then from there, you just keep duking it out until you get, um, you know, your solidified person, your solidified last two seeds there. Ah, I see it. I see it right here. Yeah. Yeah. You, bet, you, you, you nailed it. Seven, eight versus nine and 10. So the winner of seven, eight is the seven seed. The loser plays the winner of the nine, 10, the nine is out. And then, so the loser, of the seven, eight, the eight and the winner of the nine, 10, the winner of that is the eight. Oh, I kind of like that. Right? I kind of like that. It's, it's kind of it's heat, man. It's kind of, I, I like it. I bet the players are going to hate that, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you saw what the NFL players said about a 17-game schedule. I'm sure the NBA players are not going to be happy about this, but as a fan, mm-hmm. because sports just fan service, I enjoyed that. <laughs> so, uh, let's look at the standing. So, we're going to look at... Oh, yeah. Which one you y'all want to go to first? Should we go with the, the least, the least conference? The least, oh. the least conference. <laughs> the Eastern conference. The Eastern conference. I, I swear, right before this podcast, I, t- I, I, I took, uh, Sean, Sean can vouch for me for this. I took a look at the standings and go, oh my goodness, it's so bad. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> like we, we spent a whole segment talking about it last week and I still can't get over it. Yeah, we got the the Atlanta Hawks four games above five hundred at the fourth seed. They will be hosting the first two games of their playoff series. No if the season ended today, that's what would happen. And they're two games up on the fifth seed. Yeah, the fifth seed is only two games over five hundred, bro. <sighs> Why? All right, I guess I can I can break it down for right now. Spoiler warning: the Nets will capture the first one. Uh, but. For right now, Sixers are one, Nets are two, Bucks are three. Where they've really just been out the whole year. Uh, Hawks somehow got into four recently. They've just been crazy after Lord Pierce has been, you know, booted. Uh, the Hornets are struggling to stay at five. Uh, you got the Heat at six, the Celtics at seven. Yeah, there for long. I got you. <laughs> the Knicks at eight. The Knicks have fallen a bit. The Pacers at nine. And the Bulls at 10. But I also want to mention the Raptors at 11 because they seem to be just – the Raptors technically are two games behind the Bulls, but very similar similar uh, win columns for them. So that is our picture. Anything that looks wrong here, <laughs> you want to offer something. 
Wow, the Hawks and the Hornets. <laughs> well, yeah, they should be like seven and eight. <laughs> they really should. Uh, I don't. I don't know. The Hornets are. I don't want to discredit like the Hornets or the Hawks either, but it's just because the Celtics are so bad. Like the Heat, they got a rough start because people got hurt, and then the Celtics are just so bad that like the Hornets kind of like took their place. And then the top three seeds, and those are pretty much the locks. We should be talking about like yeah the bottom tiers. Okay. Sure, the bottom tier is the mid tier. Exactly. <laughs> so if we look at like the yeah, yeah. if we look at like the ten, because you know that's the threshold. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see. Obviously, I think Cleveland, Washington, Orlando, and and Detroit are all out. So really, just I think the Raptors have a chance at sliding into ten. Where, what do we think in terms of like Pacers, Bulls, Raptors, like that nine ten? Who do we think gets those last few spots? I feel like the Bulls are going to move up. I don't think they're going to be in that conversation. You think they're going to move up to eight? Yeah, at least. You think with Vooch? With Vooch? Hope, um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little tough right now because three and seven in their last 10. Yeah, it's because they started off a little rough because Levine was hurt and then Vooch, yeah. like, they were still gelling in, but yeah. their offense is going to be really good. I don't know about their defense, but <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly. For sure. Um, I, I could see the, if they can get Kyle Lowry back healthy, I think the Raptors could definitely make it up there. I think the team, real, dude, the Raptors just have to make the plan because they make the plan. Like, they're, I feel like they're gonna outcoach the other team and then they'll win. Yeah, especially a team Nick, like the Knicks. No offense or anything, but like <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks have been falling a little bit. Sorry, sorry, Nick. He's just you know you he went at y'all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not for a lack of Tom Thibodeau, who's actually done a good job there this year. To be honest, like they've actually made Knicks fans want to watch basketball, which has been quite impressive. Except but, when he plays Alfred Payton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a huge gripe right there. <sighs> and then quickly just plays like ten minutes a game, and he's like their best player. Makes no sense. Uh, I think also Pacers. Um, uh, they've had to deal with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Turner, Sabonis, they really haven't been healthy, and that's kind of why they're in this position where they are right now as a nine seed. Yeah, yeah, they <sighs> haven't had a TJ basically all year. He he got out yeah. so early. Um, in the season, he just couldn't play. And the, the thing about it, though, like, I know he's out, but, like, the Pacers, they, they, they kind of, like, disappoint me a bit because I've seen a lot of Indiana Pacers fans on tw- on, on Twitter. Wait, there are, there's such a thing as Indiana Pacers. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Shots, well, fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. It's crazy, but they exist, and they're <laughs> really sad because this, this has been happening for a while. Uh, I think y'all can remember, even, like, in Paul George, like, later years, Indiana yeah. struggles. Gets into the playoffs. First round. Kicked out. <laughs> First round. <laughs> Swept. But, like, and now they have the talent, you know, like they have good players here. Malcolm Brogdon's a bucket. So, bonus a bucket. It's just like Levert has been nice for them. And then also Miles Turner. Man's averaging like 49 blocks a game, and their defense is still not like elite, elite. So, faces, faces make me a little sad, man. Like, like, what you doing, man? I agree. It's weird because you think they yeah. would be better, especially because Turner's always getting yeah. better. Yeah. And then they have two go-to scorers who should be, like, star, like kind of stars. It, it, it's weird. Like, they're – they never put it all together. For sure. And, I, I mean, I guess you can question their, their depth, but they do have, you know, two Holiday brothers coming off the bench, even though I've heard Aaron's terrible. But they also have the GOAT, TJ McConnell. Yeah. What? How are you? How are you not in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is the 
Look, you get him on your team and you're a playoff team. I'm telling you. Yeah, I got a triple-double with steals. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't free TJ McConnell, bro. Send him to the Hornets, bro. Send him to somewhere. Send him to the Bucks. He he would eat on the Bucks. But hey, man. All right, all right. So who do you guys yeah. think is gonna get the eighth seed then? Oh, right, right. Let's forecast. Uh, um, I feel like the Hornets Hornets won't be eighth for me. Um, but I, I see them definitely sliding down to seven. I don't see the Heat falling. No, I'm moving up. No, I, I I was about to say Heat moving up to four by the end right. of the year. Right, it's possible for sure. Let's see if I. I'm gonna give. Okay, so we got Nets. I'm gonna go Nets, Sixers, Mm -hmm. Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Hawks, Hornets. Mm. I go Pacers at eight, Knicks at nine. No, no, Bulls at nine, and 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 Knicks at at ten. I don't know what. Whatever, you get the point. That that was that was my uh, prediction. That's what I got. I'll probably pick the Bulls for the eighth seed. I just feel like there's just, there's just no way that they that right. they're, gonna, they're not going to get it after training for Vooch. Right? Yeah, because the Knicks have a good blend. They have they have vets on there like we see, and they have some young guys. You know, some some of their young guys ain't aren't good. Laurie Marketing can't guard a goalpost, but that's okay. That's uh, okay. We don't need to go. It's okay. He can shoot. Yeah, why, why? Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree. With, I agree with Sean. I just feel like you know Vooch. He's averaging like twenty two and ten, and Zach. We saw this man just drop fifty. But then they lost. So you see all the talent. They just gotta put it together, man. I I, I really want uh for me what I what I really want is Knicks go seven and Bulls go eight. I just feel like I just wanna see the Knicks in there. Uh and not gonna lie, as a Sixers fans, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna like see a, a, a series with the Knicks. I just feel like it's gonna be oh, really yeah. physical, really physical. And then I just wanna see, you know, JoJo just doing, you know, post moves on them. <laughs> Did someone say defense? Defense. I wanna see Never some- heard of it. Well, I wanna see I wanna see the New York matchup ah, round, and then see I wanna see like the Nets completely win by like forty, but <laughs> like only Knicks fans in the stadium. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. And the thing is, because I still see people joking, like, "Oh yeah, Julius Randle or the Knicks run New York," and I'm like, "Hey man, y'all better not uh-huh. wait for that matchup." <laughs> Bro, what's another good matchup we could get? I like the Heat, the Heat and Celtics rematch in the first round if they could get the four Ooh. and five. That yeah, that would that yeah, that's that, that's always my prediction, and they, I do I like. I mean, I think we'd lose, but I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Another the thing, kind of own us a little bit. Yeah, bro, the Heat are just scary, man. <laughs> like, if you know, I I heard Vo he got hurt, but uh, like I think he's day to day. I'm not sure. Uh, someone could check, make sure I don't, you know. I thought he was injured, but I didn't really. Yeah, think yeah. too much of it. But you know, if anything, I want to see like who matches up with the Bucks at three. So three, uh, three and six. Yes. Just because, like, if it is a team like the Heat too, like, what if the Heat don't oh. move? Yeah, actually. What if they don't take it back? What if they get the heat again, and they got whoever gets the heat, man? (laughs) It's not gonna. Yeah, because then if the Bucks get like the Pacers, I'm like, I'm not gonna want to watch it for sure. No, you're right. That's that's not a matchup I'd want to see either. Oh man, yeah, that's. (sighs) I kind of want to. I feel like if the Bulls do get in in that eighth seed. And well, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bulls play the Sixers. I don't know. I just feel like Levine going oh, yeah. on. And then Vucevic versus Embiid. I feel like that would be a good matchup too. 
for sure. That'd, that'd be really fun too. Like when watching Zach Levine getting chased by Matisse Thybulle oh, oh. whole game. Also, how how sure? I mean, how sure are you that the the, the Nets are gonna get the ones the one seed over the Sixers? They're kind of hot. They're yeah. they're injured right now. Harden's injured. Kyrie's um. I'm, yeah, whatever. And then Durant just came back from injury. I mean, there's no guarantee that the Nets get the one seed. That's true. I just feel like that's that's just my thoughts. Oh no, for sure. That that's I think that's really valid. I just feel like in terms of like regular season, like I've just seen like the Nets like kind of coast with just Harden and Kyrie, and like we were just struggling yeah. to match them. You know, I know we we hadn't beat out, but even before then, they were like right on our tail. Uh, and we were just like struggling to match them. And for us, we have a really tough seven games coming up. So we have to play the Mavs, the Nets, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns, the Bucks, the Bucks. So that's a, that, I think that's a pretty Jeez. tough seven game stretch. Uh, I think we can stay stay over five hundred, <laughs> but it's hard to say you won't get like at least two losses or three losses, even four mm. maybe. And I just think you know Man. the Nets they've they've had duos like pretty much the whole year. And once they get that yeah. back, they just they just run through teams. I feel like yeah, but if they don't have and, any and, one of the three playing, then yeah, yeah, <laughs> then it's a little <laughs> tough. Ish. Well, I mean, they'll still beat the Timberwolves then their next game because the Timberwolves. But but other than that, they got they got what? Timberwolves, Sixers, Hornets, Heat, Nets, or excuse me, Pelicans, Raptors, Celtics. So not 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 easy as well, but a little easier with the Pelicans and the and the Timberwolves. Um. Yeah, I think we've exhausted all of our uh, Eastern Conference. I think we should uh, make our way out west, metaphorically, um, and talk about the Western Conference. All right, as is, we got Jazz at one, Jazz Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers, Blazers, Mavericks, Grizzlies, and then the Spurs are nine and the Warriors are ten, with the Pelicans having a chance at 11, and the Kings having a chance at 12, uh, and then really nobody else has any, any – I don't think any chance. What are your guys' uh, first impression there uh, of the Western Conference? Hey, my man, Chef Curry, bruised tailbone and all. He's going to bring him up, man. Like, I'm telling you. No way. There's no, no – no, Sean, you're not here. There's no way. He's doing a great carry job at the moment. Uh, averaging, you know, he's just going nuclear. When he, when he plays, they have – such a better chance of winning a game. It's insane. When he's on the court, they're at least respectful on offense. And when he's off the court, I saw a stat. It's, it's, it's not good. It's terrible. So I think the Warriors somehow sneak up here, whether through the playing tournament or anything. But I am a little worried for them with the Pelicans on their trail. I'm not, I mean, Pelicans, their spacing is terrible. But they have Zion. <laughs> And I saw the team is just Zion. It's literally yeah. just Zion. Bro, it's it's so scary. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I saw Joel and B bounce off Zion like five times the other day. That <laughs> is scary. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a menace to be, to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. I think they post they, the Pelicans have finally kind of figured themselves out. Mm-hmm. Like Sean said, just give Zion the ball. I remember watching Pelican Celtics, I think first game out of the all-star break and Zion just like, they kept <laughs> giving the ball in crunch time. It's like, wow, it's really that easy. You just give him the ball and he does the work. Like <laughs> Pelicans really have figured it out. It'll be interesting to see if they could snag the 10 spot um, down low, but any thoughts with, I mean, I don't think the Warriors are moving up, but look at the Spurs, man. Yeah, the Spurs, Spurs, are, Spurs are gonna go down. I think the Spurs are gonna miss the playoffs. We love yeah, you, Alan. Spurs are selling. We love you, Alan. I really like their team all too much, but 
It's yeah. a hard go it's right the now. War- the Warriors, their team is just Curry. Yeah. It's really just Curry. And then Wiseman's out for the rest of the year. Actually, yeah. that probably helps them. But, <laughs> like, if they don't play their best five at, like, all times, like, they're going to be losing. Or, like, if Curry's not in for 48 minutes, like, in the play-in game, they're going to be losing. And then he got bruised out with the tailbone. I feel like he's going to be carrying super hard. Like, by the play-in <laughs> game, he might be hurt again. Like, But then, bro, I have so much faith in this man, bro. <laughs> He can do it, man. He can do it. I know he can. Like, maybe you'll get swept by the Jazz. Yeah. But you can do it. I believe in you. Okay, okay. I want to talk about, Yeah. before we get into, like, the Lakers, because I feel like Mm -hmm. that's the next big domino. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, I've been thinking about this. Okay, the Jazz are the one seed. Obviously, they've been the best team all year. By any metric, like, they're playing very good basketball. Depending on which team, which of these teams gets the eighth seed, Obviously, in the playoffs, it's all about star power. Like, what if – can the Jazz lose in the first round? And then which team do you think has a chance to upset them? All right. Just further that, how about we humor ourselves and say – like, just point out the team that if they do get them, that team is the one that will beat them. Because personally, right. personally, I'm like – the Jazz have been chokers in the past. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they lost in yeah. the first round. Not even, like, any disrespect. It's just like mm-hmm. – no disrespect whatsoever. <laughs> uh, this is my kind of you know, dumb answer, but if the Trailblazers fall or the Mavericks, I was I gonna say Mavericks. Love yeah. to see yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I think the Blazers are too good, but the Mavericks. Mm. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like Donovan Mitchell's improved, so and then last playoffs he went like nuclear, but did, yeah. If he gets the Mavericks in a series. It's debate like Doncic might be the best player in that series. And nice. seven game series, if you have the best player, mm-hmm. you don't usually lose. This is true. This is true. I can see Luca definitely taking two games like he did against the Clippers last year. Because oh. it's, it's Luca, man. Like if you're a team in the West, you don't want Luca at all. No. So, you know, even even I want to see, you know, Clippers and, and the Mavs play again. That was just so fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> You could get that too. Exactly. With how good yeah. the Mavericks did against the Clippers last year. And then Porzingis got hurt. Like, right. Porzingis has picked it up a little bit. I feel like he was getting a little trashed on in the beginning of the season. He was like, <laughs> oh man, give Lucas some help. What? Second star? <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's, he's pretty. Yeah, but now he's, he's doing pretty well. He's shooting the ball well. He's finishing at the rim a lot better. So if he gets hot during a series and Luca gets hot, right? And the Jazz are the best three point shooting team in the league. Joe Ing- my man Joe Ingles is apparently the greatest shooter ever, hitting 49% from three. Oh, my God. Like the other- Before, they had, like, five players shooting, like, 40% from three. That was ridiculous. Now they have, like, three or four, I think. But mm-hmm. Joe Ingles just brings it up because he shoots, like, he makes half of his threes. And he has the, like, I'm, like, a stat, like, nerd sometimes, but, like, true shooting percentage. Like, he has the second highest true shooting percentage of all time. The guy, guy named Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles <laughs> playing like an all star, averaging 12 <laughs> points a game. Daniel's just rubbing his face. Oh, in. can't believe it. I mean, he's on my fantasy team, and I mean, it's just fun to watch. I remember yeah. we, we were watching some videos, at least Sean, I saw Sean watching some videos on Joe Ingles and how, like, why he's so efficient and stuff, and just, just, just doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. <laughs> No, so goofy doesn't miss. <laughs> also, he pulls the trigger so quickly on a shot. He's always just like, yeah. 
and it just goes like, like you don't expect it like when he yeah. especially when he's dribbling like, like up the court and then he just pulls up and you don't expect it and it's just it's cash like half the time bro literally he, half the time he's he's pretty aggressive actually he, he doesn't yeah. shy away from any moment if you think he might not make a shot in the clutch moment but he's not he's gonna take it again yeah the, from i mean the jazz are definitely the watch. definition of team basketball yeah like like we were kind of talking about so if 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 they start playing a little sloppy they don't really have i know mitchell's the star and everything but if he gets Don, especially if he gets Doncic, i definitely think that's a tough matchup for the for the jazz um, one one matchup I want to see, I, you know what? You know I love I love that Damian Lillard shot on Paul George. I want to see the Trailblazers <laughs> play the Clippers because I because I just want to see Dame time play Paul George again, play Pandemic P in a non-pandemic in an ending pandemic situation. I just want to see if that you know escalation of a little heat. You know I I just want to see it. I just want to see some some magic happen. I feel like anytime. Lillard's involved in a playoff series. Some some crazy stuff happens. Yo, that's such a great pick by Daniel. Like, cause think about it. Just not only that. Think about the more memes we're gonna get. No, no, I don't care. That's a bad shot. Look how many more memes we're gonna get. <laughs> I need that in my veins. Uh, but what do y'all think? Do y'all think the Blazers can even move up? Because if I don't know when LeBron and AD are coming back, but I just I I don't believe in the Blazers, man. No, why are you hating? I don't, I don't believe in them, bro. Like, I, like, look, all right, look, this is very superficial, but I'll be looking at like the matchups, bro. I'm like, okay, I need the Blazers to beat this team. Like, 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 like just me having fun. Like, okay, I need the Blazers to like beat the heat. Like it was like a month ago. Right. When, when the heat were going through it, I'm like, all right, I just need them to do that. Just take care of the heat. We're good. They got whooped, bro. And I was just like, Blazers, what are you doing? You're like top seed in the West or so you're like not top seed, but you're like a good seed in the West. What are you doing with your life? So the Blazers have let me every time I need them to win a game that wasn't against the Sixers, they'd be selling me, man. So I got a vendetta, bro. No, but they got Norman Powell now, so they're clutch. The Damn, definition right. of like you quadruple right, the right. offense, zero the defense. <laughs> <laughs> quadruple. I'm pretty sure their net rating for offense is like so high, and then they're like on defense, <laughs> it's like right there too. So right. they're like actual like difference is like point two, like very middle of the pack. <laughs> but like oh the offense is so high though. It's just it's the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> the ceiling and the roof are so close. Ceiling and the ceiling <laughs> is the roof. Exactly. Of course. Um, one last thing I wanted to look at was how like think about how crazy it is we could see a Nuggets Lakers first round <laughs> matchup. Like Dude, we could see Clippers Lakers. We could I see want Cl- that. That could also be a strong possibility. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it make the ratings go skyrocket in that first round. Absolutely. I just I, I love the matchups we have out west. Other than like, you know, first and eight. Actually, first and eight might be entertaining because you know, like we said, it's the jazz. But you know, I have faith in the Suns. They yeah, look really good. They got Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a vet. That is that is, you know, that 36-year-old hooping hooping. So it's just it's just once you get into the three six four five is gonna be a great first round um out west. Dude, which which of these teams is gonna be the one that's like all right we gotta like we gotta we gotta finesse it so we don't get the Lakers round one. Oh, which team went is like <laughs> we cannot play the Lakers round one. I bro, gotta um, be- I feel like the I feel like the Clippers don't want to play the Lakers <laughs> round one. I yeah, definitely no one wants think- to play them, but like. 
Well, like, think about it. The Lakers, like, the storyline will be like, ah, Clippers have a chance to finally do something. And they got to play the team that won it all last year. Like, I feel like the storyline's going to be all Lakers and it's got to be the Clippers that's got to shut everyone up. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I like to say this too. Like, even if you don't, like, let's say the person at four, right, is like, I don't want to play the Lakers. I don't want to play the Lakers. Lakers somehow fall to six. Just because no, of the I think injuries. they might fall. I think they will fall to six. Right. So it's like, it's like who's ever at four or three, they're just praying for the other outcome. <laughs> exactly. It's good. Dude, I'm telling you, this, yeah. it's like the reverse tank. Like there's going to be like, <laughs> there's going to be some selling. I know. The Clippers have to pray they can pass up the Suns. Like the Clippers are definitely trying really hard to get the two seed right now. So are the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Suns are like hold down for dear life. <laughs> I can just imagine them, man. I know. Oh my goodness, that'd be such a great. It's like matchup, two though. games before the season ends, and the Denver Nuggets have decided to sit out all of their players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna pull a Philadelphia. They're gonna pull a Philadelphia Eagles on us. <laughs> oh man we plead the- all right we plead the fifth all right real quick we did this with the eastern conference let's do it with the west what do we see that in that eight through ten eight through ten slides eight through ten all right well at least we i can say this locked up if if the mavericks are seven they they lock seven okay. um but the grizz the grizzles the grizzles are nice they, they have fun um they're playing really hard and i just feel like like last year, they lost to a team with more experience in the play-in. So it's really possible it can happen again. Uh, and I'll, I'm going to go, you know, Dallas at seven and, and Warriors at eight, man. That's just, that's just how, that's oh, how I'm I rocking. I just realized if, if the Mavericks get seventh and the Grizzlies get eight, right, mm-hmm. then like both of them can't be in, right? Uh, well, whoever wins that matchup is going to get is seven. seven, and the loser could still win and get eight. Oh, okay, okay. They could still yeah. get eight, but I'm thinking – But they'd be at a disadvantage, right? Like Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you want to get top six. You want to avoid seven and eight, just because. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, God. <laughs> this... I, really, I don't really believe in the Pelicans too much. Like, I like what they're doing. Obviously, yeah. just giving them all of Zion. I don't like any of their other players besides Lonzo. Ingram. I don't really, yeah, Ingram. Like, I'm not gonna trust Ingram to like win me the game in the clutch. Aww. Like, <laughs> like no, just stay in the corner. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, I really like John Morant. I like the Grizzlies team. I also think the Warriors, the Warriors could outcoach them. Hey, nah, I feel like the Grizzlies would probably be hungry for it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> last year, I was She's trying to shut down. Last year they were close too. It wasn't they like were. they got like destroyed. Like they were, they were playing hard. Like John Moran was going off. Yeah, yeah, job. Ja, mm. You see, he does not shy away from moments. So if they get find themselves in a position again, hey, maybe the maybe the Grizzlies grab the seventh seed, right? We they don't could. know. No, their team's yeah, possible. It's possible. At least the starters, like I like all of their starters. Yeah, Maybe yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, Kyle Anderson, you know, I got Kyle. fifty points and only scoring like twelve actual points, but somehow still getting fifty fantasy points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um. Lastly, we're gonna do one last NBA segment. Sean, you want to introduce us? We got a few minutes. Oh sure. So we decided. You know, the NBA is a crazy league now, you know, 30, 30 points, the new 20 points. So, and, you know, every once in a while, a player who we would not expect decides to go off with an absurd stat line, you know, I, a Corey Brewer, Mo, Mo Williams type of performance. 
Um, and it's more common now just because, you know, if you're a bad team, you could probably get the ball a lot to this with just one player because it's so like ISO and pick and roll centric. But so we we have decided to name this segment the tin is in. Oh, <laughs> the tin is in of, I guess, the week. So basically, it's just a player that completely goes off who are just like, what like what happened? Like, how did they do that? Um, so yeah, the floor is your guys. I, I, I'm so excited. Um, for my first entry, can I have two? Almighty Sean, can I have two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pay me Let's go! All right, all right, all right. So we like 10, we like 10 being in. <laughs> we do, we do. It's, it's in season. It's always in season. Let's go. All right. So first 10 is in segment. Let me tell you, this one, so... Zach Levine, right? 50 plus the other night. That's not too surprising for me. I love Zach Levine. Big dunk man, big three-point man. I love him. Another thing, though, is after the game, reporters told him, because um, it was his first 50-point game, they told him, oh, well, yeah, now you only have 37 more to catch Michael Jordan. And that's stat. Michael Jordan having 38 50-point games. You know, let's just call it what it is. Greatest scorer of all time. That's that. That was huge for me. Just it's just it's so confusing, man. Next one is my man freaking Kirk Moss. He yeah. bought. He bought against OKC Thunder at twenty points and f- five steals. Nah, bro. No, man. You can tell OKC does not have the, does not have their stuff together to let my man Furkan Korkmaz run around and get five steals. And then he just he was he had like three dunks yesterday too. You know, turkey. That, that was the real stat. <laughs> three dunks. Yeah. Three dunks from the guy. <laughs> My man Furka, I'm just saying, Turkey's a dunk champion. <laughs> so he's the goat. Those are those are some uh tennis and stats for y'all today. <laughs> All right. Uh we don't have a lot of time, so I'll go really quick. But Portland Trailblazers, Thanos, uh <laughs> big th- big Thanos fan, <laughs> Mr. Enos Cantor. Grab 30 boards. Saturday night against the uh, against the uh, Detroit Pistons. There we go. I almost forgot they existed. Against the Detroit Pistons, 30 rebounds. So if we exclude Wilt Chamberlain because he's, let's face it, like he has all the rebounding records known to man. If you exclude him, if you start at the 83-84 season, Ennis Cantor, 30 rebounds. The high is Charles Barkley with 35. So, I mean, I know the Pistons have literally no one. Plumlee got hurt. You had a rookie Isaiah Stewart guarding him. I'm sure he just feasted on him. I didn't watch the game, but uh, Pistons, big sell. Enos Cantor, <laughs> he may as well just snap his fingers and get rid of the entire uh, Detroit Pistons team. He said it's over. <laughs> Pen 15 Canner, let's go. <laughs> his once-a-year 40-rebound performance. I love it. Uh, last one before we go, I got – my first 10 is in pick, Gary Trent Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not even because he's 10. He's a solid player. But we did not know <laughs> that this man was a – we knew he was a bucket. We did not know he was a bucket bucket. Mm. He dropped 44, yes, 44 points yesterday on 89% shooting, 17-19 from the field. Wow. <laughs> like They just basically, like, after the first couple of shots, they just started laying him heat check. And he didn't even <laughs> really have much in his back. He just kind of, like, shot a step back to his right. And it's going to hit the moon. And it just went in. <laughs> 10 was in. And 10 was still in every play. Like, wow. He even started throwing lobs at some point. Like, Gary Trent, what? <laughs> in what? his bag. plays like that. What? what? And then, okay. And then the only people that have scored 44 or more on 89% shooting in NBA history is Jerry West and Mike Woodson. <laughs> Wait, Mike Woodson, like the Mike Woodson? 
Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Such and they only shot like one three or something. Come on. <laughs> My goodness, man. Wow. I mean, if we have more time, we can go on and on and talk about Celtics' big run against the Nuggets. But there's Oh, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. So many out uh, Tatum at 53. Like, there's so many things we can talk about. But, unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, every week we'll be on WHCL. And then if you, if you missed that, you can catch us on Apple and Spotify. Um, we hope you guys have a good week. And we will catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.